you know, I talked a little bit about this before, about all the women before us, all the work that they've done. Let's not shut those doors behind us. Let's open them even wider for the next generation. Because my daughter doesn't just have big hair. She is a big fucking personality that comes along with that. And that door needs to be really fucking wide for her to bust through. Or she's going to just knock it down as she's coming through. Hey guys, and welcome back to the podcast. I am so excited. I know I say this every day, but I am recording this right now. It's Friday the 16th. It's for Monday the 19th episode. It's a new moon in Libra. And I am coming to you showing up today from a super, super inspired space. I got all into my woo-woo shit today. I did some yoga. I did some breath work, which I haven't ever really dove into before. I did like alternate nostril breath work. Fucking blow your mind. Um, and meditated. And when I was done, I started journaling. And this is the second time I've really went deep into this space. And both times I came out of the journal session, like just writing shit and like with so much clarity. The first time the message was just like, wait it's coming to you. This time, I think I kind of had like an epiphany of where I want to go and kind of where I want to take this podcast and, you know, who I'm evolving into as a person. So all of that being said, today's episode is going to be a little different. I actually have an interview episode for you that I want to release this week during October, I think it has a lot of significance around it. And when you listen, I don't want to give it away. But when you listen to the person, why I interviewed them and the influence that they had in my life on the podcast, you will understand. But the interview I did today is with Kristen Swanson. Um, you know, she's, I would say she's like the exact opposite of me, like personality wise, demeanor wise, and everything. And sometimes, well, I've noticed this for myself a lot because I feel like I'm always high fire, air, energy all the time. Calm, collected people ground me because I feel like I have a really hard time staying grounded sometimes, especially when I get really excited, especially when the shiny, shiny object syndrome kicks in for me. And I'm like, I think I can do everything. And I get turned on by a to-do list sometimes. So people like Kristen and then I have a couple key friends in my life who do the same exact thing for me. But today is all about Kristen and the episode is with her. So it's Kristen Swanson. She's an execution coach and she helps people execute their someday win projects. And she really tries to help you integrate this linear flow of project management, but with also giving yourself a little bit of grace so in the interview, I tell you guys a story about how we met um, and why I wanted to launch this now. You'll see why it all makes sense. And also, she's a breast cancer survivor. So I wanted to honor the month and honor her and all the other breast cancer survivors with this her story as well, which obviously plays a pivotal role in how she got to 
into this space of graceful productivity and helping people, you know, complete their projects that they've always wanted to do, but by giving themselves grace. And when you are faced with something like cancer, you really quickly see that your life isn't infinite. And when you do have those projects, go ahead and do them. Like you really have nothing to lose. And very quickly, you start to see you know, how short your time really is. So she talks about that. She talks about resistance, how she harnesses it to step into her magic, how she helps her clients harness it to step into your magic. And we go over the four types of procrastinators, which felt really, really dead on for me right now because I have not felt like I've been in a very motivated space lately. I've been really honest with you guys about just like not feeling like myself and like this whole phase of the transition that I'm in has really started to like catch up with me and hit me and any of you guys that are in the Just Realized Facebook group you know I have not done my fuck yes Fridays for the last two weeks but this week you got a little double dose maybe even a triple dose I was showing up extra and big time so that part was really fun for me to talk about the four types of procrastinators. So check that out to figure out which type you are. And you can guess what type you think I am. I think I resonated with two of the types, but you should message me and let me know what type you are. I think it's just fun, just a fun way because like I always say, your self-awareness is your superpower. So if you know this about yourself, it'll make it so much easier for you to show up and then get those projects done that you've said you've always wanted to get done or do that scary thing that you've always said you wanted to do. And we talked a lot about celebrating yourself, which again, ties back to me um, stepping down on the Fuck Yes Fridays is no matter what you have going on in your life there's something to celebrate like if you got out of bed that day there's something to celebrate and for people like me who um are big action takers and feel and I've told you guys I don't feel like simple things are the solution but I'm starting to learn that they really really are and I don't feel like I'm moving the needle unless I'm doing amazing fucking earth shattering things but really keeping my composure and my emotions in check during a pandemic and a job loss. <laughs> I mean, a straight fucking 11-year career like loss. Virtual schooling, my seven-year-old, um, just like even being able to be half fucking normal through those things, I really, really need to celebrate that and give myself credit. And I know all of you guys are going through similar things like that. So make sure that you are celebrating yourself. And for me, that was really kind of the biggest thing that I got out of this conversation with her. But I have a couple more things for you before I let you dive into the episode. Don't forget, if you have not checked out my Instagram, I posted on Wednesday for Lipstick Love, my lipstick collaboration with Jay Loretta to commemorate the one-year anniversary of the Just Realized podcast. So my one-year anniversary is November 11th, 11-11. Yes, I planned it that way. You know, 11's my favorite number. And I wanted, and it happens to fall on a Wednesday, like how fucking cool is that? It's Lipstick Love Wednesday. And I wanted to create something physical that we could use to commemorate the podcast and the one year anniversary and all the new connections I have and all the new friendships I've made through the podcast and all the new conversations that I've been having with you guys and DMs and stuff like that. And I just thought it'd be a really cool way that we could all, you know, join together in some solidarity. We can do matching lipstick Monday. I don't know. You guys tell me. But I collaborated with her 
and we created a lipstick. It's called Regal. And the color is that fuchsia color that is the logo of the episode and is my brand color, which is one of my favorite colors and like a signature color for me. And we named it Regal because I wanted it to be I just wanted people to, when they wear this color, to really embody the power that's them, that is in them, and to be reminded that they are the power, and they don't have to look outside of themselves for any power, that they really have it within themselves. And you are a queen, so when you put on that lipstick, I want you to embody that, and I want you to show up as your bravest self and like do all the things and do the work that we are here to do you know I talked a little bit about this before about all the women before us all the work that they've done let's not shut those doors behind us let's open them even wider for the next generation because my daughter doesn't just have big hair she is a big fucking personality that comes along with that and that door needs to be really fucking wide for her to bust through or she's gonna just knock it down as she's coming through and I just want it to be a tad bit easier for her so ladies when we put on that lipstick let's embody that the lipstick will be on sale on Jay Loretta's website of course I'll link all this as it gets closer so mark your calendars now it goes on sale 11 11 it's the Jay Loretta just realized collaboration and all the details but I am going to talk about it is every chance I get this is like a fucking dream come true for me to have like a lipstick a lipstick to commemorate my one-year anniversary I'm so so excited and sorry this is like a whole little mini podcast before you even get into the episode but there's just so many important things and there's so many things I've learned over the year and there's so many things I've learned about myself so I think this is going to be one of the last episodes that I do that's really just focused on mindset. I want to take it a little bit deeper and I want to evolve the podcast as I evolve. I did an episode um, this morning with my friend Chelsea Rife for her podcast and my non-expert opinion. I'm not sure what day she's launching it yet. It was live in her Facebook group and we talked about all these woo-woo things and all these new cool things that we're into that we use to keep ourselves grounded every day. And we talk about how we've actually been really scared to share them on our podcast. And we use today the new moon to set new intentions and to honor the fact that we've evolved, that we've, you know, we've changed and that it's time for the podcast, hers, mine, to evolve with us as we grow. And I got off of that episode with her. I was high as a kite. I felt amazing. And then I went into my new moon uh, ritual for the day. And I just came out of it with so much clarity. I literally planned out, I haven't recorded because that's not my style, but I planned out my podcast episodes all the way through December because I felt so fucking inspired and so many new cool things I want to talk to you guys about. So hope you're ready for the ride and shoot me some messages and let me know how things start to shift for you as the podcast starts to shift. Obviously, a big piece of this is um, my new moon rituals, my full moon rituals, checking in with myself. How I really see this is this mindset work I've been doing is 100% magic, 100%. I will never stop doing it. It is who I am. But I just feel like it can be more potent if I align it to some accessible magic. And when I say accessible magic, 
I mean things like my cycle, my feminine natural cycle and planetary energy, basically astrology. Like what season are we in? I mean, we all know our sun signs, so it's really not that weird, right? You all know if someone asks you what's your sign, you all know what your sign is. And we all believe that we embody traits of that season in that sign. Like I'm an Aquarius, right? So when I say that, like, what does that mean for you? To me, it means like big energy, creativity, like flowing the water bearer, which is interesting because even though Aquarius is the water bearer, it's actually a water sign. But my daughter's a Gemini. I feel like that's one a lot of people can identify with because people make fun of it. It's the twins. It's like the Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde. They are both things and I feel like a lot of times Gemini's have really big personalities and we all know that she does and moon cycles of course so for me it's this new like feminine astrology space that I'm stepping into where like I said I'm calling it my accessible magic because it feels very feminine but at the same time it feels very masculine to me as well because the seasons exist they are are already on the calendar and they just provide opportunity for me to check in with myself. But anyways, I don't want to go too deep into that because that's not what today's episode is about. But once we cross the threshold of this one year anniversary, that's the direction I want to go in. That's the stuff I want to start talking about. So I'm super, super excited. And of course, what's layered on top of that accessible magic is your mindset and magic and how it all goes together but the more in tuned I am with my feelings the more in tuned I am with the energy that's flowing through me depending on the astrological season or my feminine cycle then I know exactly what mindset work that I need to incorporate and I can try to identify it and to me that's the masculine piece like the emotions are the feminine side but these knowledge of the season the days the phases is like the container the masculine side that it flows in and if I can balance those two I feel like I will just be showing up in such a more powerful space to really create harmony in my life and to create change in the world so all that being said I do have an amazing interview for you And I do have a Mindful Monday mantra for you because I know this is a little slightly different. I usually release my episodes of interviews on Thursdays, but I wanted to go ahead and just make this one full-blown, the whole thing, a mini episode with me and an interview with her. So my Mindful Monday mantra this week is celebrate every tiny victory. That one feels really, really good for me right now in the phase I'm in, and I'm sure you guys could all use an opportunity to celebrate yourself too. So I hope you enjoy this episode, and I will talk to you soon. Bye. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. I am super excited for today's episode because if you've been enjoying this podcast, which has almost been a year now, you have this person to thank for that. So today on the show, I have Kristen Swanson. Thanks so much for being here. Oh, thank you. That warms my heart that you said that. Yes, I'm so excited. 
So I had met Kristen through another coaching program, but she is a coach. So her claim to fame is getting women and people to step up and complete their someday win projects. She's a completion expert who really focuses on how to execute your dreams and goals with ease and a little bit of background. So we're in, I'm in a coaching program and Kristen's talking to me and she's like, well, what do you want to do? And I'm like, start a podcast. And she's like, so just do it. And I was like, I can't just do it. But she helped me break down like little baby steps to get my courage up. And I think it was like two months after that you had said that to me that I launched this podcast. So this is like full circle and I'm just so glad you're here. Oh, that's so great. I love it. And I think it might've even been less than two months. It was very impressive how fast you acted. <laughs> I was definitely <laughs> motivated and I had a lot of accountability. So. <laughs> right, right. So it's really, really awesome. But I wanted to just start a little bit with you telling us a little bit about yourself and kind of how you got into this space and became this completion expert. I think it's a really cool thing to focus on, especially right now for those of us who aren't very motivated like myself. Yes. Okay, great. So yes, I'm a coach and a consultant and I help people with, like you said, what I call their someday when projects. And that podcast is like always the first example I give. Someday when I have more time, I want to start a podcast or someday when my kids are grown, what I really want to be doing is opening up a boutique or someday when, um, I have more time. It seems like time is always a big one. Mm -hmm. Then I will launch an online course or move from workshop facilitation into one-on-one -on -one coaching. It's like these things that we know we want to be doing, but we put them off until someday. I find there's gold in those things because the reason why we're not doing them is because we're resisting it. And I believe that that's where the magic happens, which is, you know, I know you talk about that. So leaning into that resistance. And so my gift is really in like listening to somebody's vision and then breaking it down into little tiny bite-sized chunks that is like less intimidating in terms of stepping into a someday when project and, and helping them with tools to do that accountability to get there. And just, um, sometimes like mindset stuff, right. That gets yes. in the way. Of course. Yeah. yeah. So it's funny you just said that um, when you when you hear someone talk about their vision, how you break it down into bite-sized chunks. And I think we also have something else and similar in our past lives, maybe some project management skills, because that's exactly how I handled like all my old projects in the past. But when it came to doing something for myself, there was no way I could see that vision and break it down into chunks. <laughs> Yes. I always encourage people to talk to other people because I do think that it's a little bit more clear when you're not in the thick of it and there's all this like inner self-talk critic, you know, who am I to, I'm not good enough, you know, all that stuff that it almost like clouds the, the vision so that you can't break it into bite-sized chunks. But that is absolutely, yes, I have a background in project management and strategy deployment. So a lot of the, so my, the, the kind of, um, the combination of my background is that breaking things down into like a project plan, right. And like moving yeah. it forward. So I have that like linear side that is like my corporate background. And then as life would have it, I am a breast cancer survivor. And what I learned really quickly was, um, 
that I couldn't like project manage my way out of that one. Like I had mm-hmm. my tasks and we're going to see this doctor and this doctor, and you know, it's just going to be check, check, check. Well, it's not really like that in real life, right? So yeah. I had to learn like the graceful side. So I talk about graceful productivity and like merging the two. So like having the vision, having the plan and the steps in mind, yes. And then also like being open to like surrendering when you need to and receiving guidance and getting in touch with your higher power, your intuition to guide you when, you know, the project plan isn't really working out as you had it on paper. Yes. I'm so glad you said that. Cause I was going to ask, and I feel like a lot of us have this pivotal like moment or even a day or whatever it is where you just kind of have this like aha moment and you realize that things you've been working on or whatever it is, your life in general just isn't where you thought it would be or not what you want it to be. And you had mentioned um, being a breast cancer survivor. And like we were talking about, it is October. So I think this is a really beautiful way to weave in your story and how you used it to see things in a different way and to combine almost when I heard you talk, almost combine like the feminine and masculine, like the linear and the compassion. And like, that's a great way to think of everything that we do. Can you talk a little bit about that? Um, you know, coming through that, I know that's got to be, like you said, couldn't project your project, manage your way out of that, like so much emotion. What are some of the key things that you started doing to overcome that? You'd mentioned like um, pushing through your resistance. And I'm sure a lot of that is tied into that. Yeah. Yeah. So I really had to take a step back and get clear about what I wanted to do because my, my situation was like, you know, and I think a lot of cancer survivors, this is the situation where I kind of thought the doctors would just tell me what I need to do. Like, what is my treatment plan? Just like, tell me what I need to do and I'll do it. And it wasn't like that. It was like, well, you could either have a, have a lumpectomy, you could have a single mastectomy, or you could have a double mastectomy. Like, here's all the data. Here's all the numbers. Now you go make your decision. And Mm. I'm like, well, like, what would you do? Like, I, I want a recommendation, you know, I have no idea what I want to do. And so that was really like my biggest struggle was that surgery decision. And mm-hmm. I was so blessed that I did not have to have chemo or radiation, but I did end up doing the double mastectomy and reconstruction and what, but my path to that was what kind of led me to this like graceful side stuff, which is, um, I, you know, I, I tried the, like, you know, I, I feel like I always want to like figure it out. I have this, this image of like hunker down and figure things out. Like, I'm just going to like figure out what I'm going to do. I'm going to like research it to death. Right. Mm-hmm, <laughs> just like mm-hmm. it's going to come to me. But what I found was that doesn't work. And so I really did have to surrender. And I, one thing that I did was I was writing in my journal one morning and I just got super, super clear. So journaling is big for me to just get in touch with that intuition and like feel that like inner guidance. And I was writing about what I wanted my legacy with this cancer to be with my kids and, and what I wanted them to remember. And I just, all of a sudden it just hit me. It was like, I want them to remember that I had cancer and that's all I want them to remember. I don't want them to remember me always like rushing back and like getting another lumpectomy or another this or that. I just wanted to be done. And I had already had two lumpectomies. So Mm -hmm. I had kind of like been through a lot already. Yeah. And 
So, um, but what that taught me, because then after like my, my, um, after the surgery and with the pathology, basically it, it, to me, this is like in my brain, it like solidified that my inner guidance knows the answers because uh, it was the right decision. Like they didn't say it was the right decision, but what they said was if um, it was bigger than we thought and there was a little something on the other side. So absolutely, if you would have had a lumpectomy, we would be going back now for a mastectomy and probably even a double mastectomy because MRI isn't good detection for you. And that was just like, how did I know? I mean, I just had this like, aha, like this Mm -hmm. big, it was my, like, it solidified that, like, higher power guidance for me and that my body, like, knows the answers. Oh, so much good stuff and everything you said. And it's so funny when you started out, it's like, I know, I want you to tell me what to do. And I think so many people struggle with that, especially women, I think, because for so long. And, I mean, men probably do, too, but I can't speak from that experience. <laughs> But you're just constantly told, like, you know, even as just a kid, maybe, you know, you're constantly told, do this, you do this, you talk like this, you eat like this, you go to the bathroom when I tell you to go to the bathroom. And then we're grow up and we're faced with these like major life decisions. And we're like, well, I don't know what I want to do because I've never had a chance to even think about what I wanted to do because from birth, someone was telling me what to do all the time. And I have felt that feeling so many times. And I love that you mentioned journaling because everybody that listens to this podcast that enjoys it knows that I talk about journaling constantly and I think it's a good way for people who do feel like that like no I just want you to tell me what to do I think it's a really good way to just get back in touch with yourself because there is an action that you're doing it's not just like let me just sit with myself and sometimes that can be hard yeah and sometimes I'm just like completely surprised at what comes out yes I that's why I feel like sometimes like that's not just me like writing that pen like there is something like moving through me that feels like bigger than me so I like to go there for answers because I don't feel like I know what to do yes I love that I totally totally agree so powerful So I want to talk about something that you just posted recently, and it was about procrastination and the four types. And I'm in a really, really weird space in my life right now. Uh, You and I were talking about this, and everyone on the show knows that I uh, was let go from my job a couple months ago, and I go... I was on a high at first and now I'm kind of hitting these weird spots where like some days I'm really motivated and some days I'm not. And I think it's just a really weird combination of things. I mean, I, everyone's going through this, um, of not having a job interviewing in a pandemic, just being in a pandemic. I feel like I've hit a wall because it's been so many months and I feel like I didn't even think of the word procrastination until I saw your blog post and I was like, Ooh, So I want you to talk about that a little bit and the four types, because I want to figure out what type I am. Okay. Okay. And they really are like, they kind of overlap. So sometimes people find that like, I have more than one of this type of procrastination. So the first one is optimism. And I think this one's very, well, they're all very common, but I think this one's very common where, you know, you've got this like huge long to-do list. And then you also have this like super busy calendar and you're expecting that you get them both done. And you actually don't even have that many hours in the day. So like optimism around how long it's going to take me to do this project. So that's, that's one. Of them. I probably am all four. 
<laughs> I know a lot of people say that. And another one is perfectionism. So like, you know, if I can't do it perfect, I'm not going to start it. Like, so I said, you know, podcast is often the someday when project, right? Mm -hmm. Is one of them. And a lot of times it's like, I don't have the title yet. Like, I don't know what I'm going to call it, or I don't have the platform or I don't have the equipment or, um, or I, or I do have the perfect title for my podcast and I can't get that URL. Right. So all these things that like, that that if we can't do it perfect, we're not even going to start, And so that's another one. And then um, the other one is avoiding. So avoiding either avoiding some kind of a feeling, whether it's like anxiousness, feelings of failure, feelings of I'm not good enough. Like I don't want, I have a lot of people who resist like the um, weekly planning time management stuff that I teach. Mm -hmm. And one of the reasons is they don't want to sit down and do the planning and put the items on the calendar because they, when it comes down to it, they will even say, well, I just, I'm afraid I'm not going to follow through. So I don't want to feel like a failure when my day comes and I don't actually like hit all of those things. Um, And and that's not even what it's about. I mean, you can like have it all on a schedule and still not do them. And you're still more productive than if you didn't put it on a schedule. Right. So, mm -hmm. so it's kind of that, that almost is the perfectionism too. And then pleasure seeking is the other one. And I see this a lot, like with exercise, like I, you know, I just don't feel like it. it's not, I'm going to wait until I feel like going for a run or, or um, I'm going to wait until it feels like fun or, enjoyable or something to, you know, write my website copy or these things that we wait and wait until we feel like doing it. And really sometimes you're never going to actually feel like doing it. You're never going to feel ready. Yeah. Oh yeah. Those are the types. Well, I'm going to say, I feel like I identify most with optimism because I'm an action taker. So sometimes a long to-do list like turns me on because I'm like, Oh, I'm going to get all this done. And perfectionism. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So what I, one thing I would say about the optimism thing, if there is, if you are are a long to-do list person and I absolutely am too, but it's almost more about like the consistency and, and the tiny little actions than it is the quantity of to do check off. Right. So like, if you know what your goal is, like getting another job or what starting a business or whatever it is, then knowing that's what I'm working towards and just asking yourself, like, what is, what are the vital few things that if I did them every day for, you know, 15 minutes or some small, tiny chunk of time that feels like, why would I say no to that? (laughs) That would get me the closest to that goal. So like, whether that's like, you know, sending out three resumes or, um, just like making phone calls to your professional network and getting networking meetings on the calendar three per day, you know, three outreaches per day or something, just breaking it down into like tiny, tiny chunks. So you, you really kind of have no excuses for not doing it because it's so small and manageable. Yeah. That's actually really, really good. And I'm glad you brought that up because I don't think I've talked about that enough on my podcast, but that is absolutely how I started my podcast is I just, I only had like certain amounts of time in a day um, to do it. So if I didn't do it, that couldn't, but it didn't feel very intimidating. I mean, it was intimidating. Don't get me wrong. It felt easier to attack because I did have it in such in bite size and um, another example is I did a journal freebie for all the ladies and that's, I did 10 minutes a day 
And I actually got so much done. Like I, I was amazed at how much I could get done in 10 minutes when I was definitely like in flow. Yeah. And you get into a habit of it and then it becomes like, it's just part of your morning or part of your, you know, whatever time of day you typically do it. And it is good to kind of try to stick to something similar and then it becomes a habit and then you can add on like, okay, so now I've already done it for 10 minutes a day for a month and now I'm going to do 15 and, and just keep adding on. Yeah. Habits. That's a, that's a really good uh, way to think about it. That's what I'm trying to shift around right now. Some of the ways I see things and using the word habits, but I agree. Cause another thing I am classic for, I'm sure. And I'm sure like a lot of people are, is I'll do like amazing stuff one week. Like I'll do all this stuff. And then by the end of the week, I'm like completely burnt out. And the next week I'm like, I don't want to do anything. Yes. Yes. And that is also so common. And I think that this helps with that too, when you break it down tiny and your focus is really just the consistency and then adding on. So you don't do this like burnout thing, but then it's also about like forgiveness. So yes, yes last week, you know, wasn't as good as the week before. Like I killed it the week before and I'm not going to beat myself up about this week. I'm going to like meet myself where I am. What do I need? And just kind of like refueling and just begin again because I think we I don't know especially women it seems like but mm-hmm. we beat ourselves up and it's this like that that layer of guilt and shaming ourselves and all of this is really not helping I mean it's just making it worse so just like forgiveness yeah I think so I want your best tips on that because I feel like I'm definitely in that space personally where um, I haven't been showing up as my best self in the last couple of weeks. And I've been really honest about that. But I think sometimes we don't even realize that we're shaming ourselves or we're beating ourselves up because we're so programmed to like do it all the time that you don't even know that you're doing it. And I have uh, that book, Compassion, I think it's called by Kristen Neff. And I haven't touched it. And I was just like, and I was like, God, it like popped in my head today. I was like, I, I was meditating and I was like, oh, I should totally go back and like try to read that book because I don't, I don't think I'm giving myself any grace or any self-compassion. And without reading the book, I just feel like, do I even know how? <laughs> oh, yes. Yes. I think that, I mean, just exactly what you did, like meditating was actually the first thing that came to mind because I think that when you are able to be more like an observer of your thoughts Mm. you notice when you're shaming and doing all that stuff but when you're not and you're like in the thick of the doing and just your day-to-day grind we don't even know that we're doing it and we're shaming and that's like a pattern it's a mental pattern it's a habit it's like something that you may not even notice you're doing so meditation does help with that because you're you know quieting your mind and then you're able to be more the observer of your thoughts and then I think like following those like intuitive hits when like, like that one, right. Like go read that book, then go read that book. Like that's the most important thing you can do right then is follow that. Yeah. Even if it's just for the 10 minutes. And that's what I told myself. I said, Katie, just read it for 10 minutes every day. Like it might not be the most, it's not a page turner to you, but if you set a 10 minute timer and they just read it and know that this is what you need right now. Yeah. And then, and just like, know that you don't have to have it all figured out. Like, I think that's something that I also had to learn was all I really need to know is just the next right action. Mm, Like mm -hmm. just whatever that quote is about, like just the stair in front of you instead of the whole staircase. I can't remember that. 
But um, because we do, we try to like, but how is this all going to play out? And like, what are all the steps and all that? And it's like, you don't even need to know that. All you really need to know is the next small action and just take it and then trust that the next one's going to come and the next one's going to come. That really helps with the like intimidation factor too. That's really funny. That's funny that you said that because I remember, and I think we talked about this in a group text when Frozen 2 first came out, that was like their big thing was like, just the next right thing. Like, what's the next right thing? And I was like, yes, that's it. (laughs) Yes, there's so many like spiritual, like, I don't know. There was a lot, especially in that movie. Yes, yes. It was so good. That's great. What about, so you hit on one, um, like when you were talking about avoiding, so is there to me, that kind of feels like big piece of this, like doing scary things ease that you want to share with when everybody. When you are so focused on the big picture, it is very intimidating. Um, what are your like best tips or the practices you use with your clients to I remove think intimidation? Just really paying attention yeah, to so those, the those things thing that you are putting off. I mean, I think that is like, the other part no of like my breast cancer like story, and maybe there's you know, and then. And a gift and gratitude I mean, and the fact that I have like this perspective like, of like a lot of times I'm waiting why wait feeling. like and why so are we waiting to do all like, this stuff going into so, it like, you know what is waiting feeling? for like, don't be afraid <laughs> and of it so and just I feel the feeling because like if you getting in touch with what those things down are and, and even whatever, like it speaking them away, out loud, it just gets worse because you sometimes it's getting worse or not. We don't even want to so, like we feel bad even like writing it down and on paper, whether that's journal. journal like yeah, yeah, some people they're not doing it, or I have maybe it means like it's like brainstorming with a friend or just writing it down. And you may or may not you know do it tomorrow. That's the other thing is like partner. All of these things that we're talking about doing are big, scary, hard things. Like not going to happen like overnight exercise, anyway you know, right like writing all these a book like things we're holding a business and all this stuff so what it's going to take time so why not start now you can do this with your partner you small with and a peer co-worker keep moving is like yeah. out I yourself love that. I think, <laughs> yes <laughs> and basically Peace just like I, this is um, where, where i'm at right now and I just everybody find to, like, you like what do you have going on right now do you have different programs or offers and how people can work with you what they yeah, see. so you can and go to my website, Kristen Swanson Consulting. Like, first of all, it's like, and it, you like, can, I have right programs that, there like, on the website. You can follow like, me. I don't know Kristen why. underscore like, Swanson. Shining a light on underscore sorry, and so it Kristen underscore Swanson underscore on Instagram. And on my website, there's like, you can download this Make It Happen planner to like get started. There's productivity sessions that you can sign up for accountability. And I reflect all kinds of coaching programs and blog and tools for you. Yes, I love that that's, that's so um, awesome the only way but you've given like a thousand work um, gyms so all four of us like are in the house together and all four of us do you um, have any last parting words together and that's absolutely the only way i have no, survived this. i can't like, think I of anything people. i'm just so and happy to be here I and i love how that how we have that this podcast as an example of a sunday win project so i'm overwhelmed hey i'm sad today yes i love that they look back and they say something back to me and i'm like so much Kristen, for being so much Podcast. I feel it's like it's really special right. that we're coming like full circle like up to a one year anniversary. I've done like 80 some episodes and, and it was like all because of that phone call that one day. I mean, I'm not saying that this doesn't happen. It happens to all of us. Like, yeah, we're human. So awesome. it's just yeah. about like, Ew. I always talk about like the comeback rate. Like, so yes, you're going to dip into those moments and it's all about like, you know, making your comeback rate like quicker because you can catch yourself faster and then do the like leaning on somebody for support or journaling or whatever you need to do to get back to where you want to be 
faster than maybe the last time. Right. So it's not about like that. You're always going to just feel on top of the world and like be killing it. Yeah. That's really cool. And I also noticed like, um, being in the house with everybody, if I start getting really edgy and snappy, especially with my husband, I know that there's a feeling some, like you said, sometimes I don't catch it, but if we start, if the, (laughs) if the conversation begins to get heated, I've learned myself as like, oh, there's an underlying feeling here of something that's bothering me that I haven't expressed because he literally just walks through the room. (laughs) There's no reason you should be irritated right now. (laughs) So I've learned really quickly, like just talking it and saying it out just helps. Yeah. Yeah. And that whole house together thing is really hard. I mean, I think we all, I don't know that we're giving it like the weight that like, like giving ourselves the credit that we deserve that we're doing this. This is really hard, especially, I don't know about you, but I'm a total introvert. So that's really hard for me to like be with people all the time and I need my space. So whatever it is, like, even if you're an extrovert and you're missing like the connection with other people, like outside of your home, you know, it's just like knowing what you need and like trying to, to make some form of it happen in this crazy new world that we live in. Yeah. That's me. I think I'm a little bit more on the extroverted side is I'm like, Oh my God, I need to get out of this house. Yeah, you might miss like connecting. I mean, you get if you're extroverted, you get energy from being around other people. And that doesn't necessarily mean mean like your family, right? Like maybe like coworkers or whatever it was. And, and so just like, and, and I guess it helps to notice when you feel depleted versus noticing when you feel like fueled up and like on top of the world. And this was my thing. So I'm going to do more of that, whether it be like a coffee date with a friend or whatever you can do a walk with a friend now, whatever, whatever we are able to do. Do. Yeah. A lot. (laughs) Yeah, it is. And that's something I guess in this last week, speaking of giving yourself grace, that's something I've had to be really honest with my husband about because like him and our kids are thoroughly enjoying being home, like their homebodies. And I enjoy it to a point, but I'm literally like feeling like antsy, like, crawling to my skin. I'm ready to go out on a vacation. I'm ready to go out and like do stuff and travel and hike. And not that we can't do some of that, but I don't want the cloud of a pandemic hanging over my social activities. And I had to give myself the grace and say, look, I know this isn't hard for you, but this is really fucking hard for me right now. Like I am struggling and that's okay. And you have to just be okay with me struggling because I have to be okay with it. Not that that has anything to do with productivity. No, but it does though, I guess. I think it does because I think the more you're sort of honoring what you need, the more productive you are when you come to sit down to do whatever work you're wanting to do. And I think what you're like modeling for your kids is so important too. Like, you know, this is how I feel and this is what I need and asking for it. Cause I don't really mm-hmm. think we got all that great of modeling of like asking for what you need and even knowing what you need. Yeah. Both. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and I don't think that if, if they are loving it, right. And this is like the best thing in the world for them, they they aren't going to understand what it feels like to be you. So you, it's kind of your duty to like, tell them what's going on. Yeah. 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 I've said that these last seven months have been like self-development on steroids for me. For for sure. (laughs) Yeah. All right. So you also mentioned something in the beginning, another word um, that I use a lot, but I actually, I don't know if I talk, if I use the word resistance 
a lot. I do and I don't. I talk right. about all the things that come from it, but um, let's talk about that for a second. So one of the things I know that you're famous for, uh, like we've been saying, the completion expert piece is like harnessing the resistance to work in your favor. So yeah. how do you like, can you just like walk us through that a little bit and you know, how you use that with your clients and things yeah. like that? Yeah. So I can, I mean, it's really like easy for me to very quickly hear in somebody like what they, what their vision is, where they need to go. And so like for you, it was the podcast, right? Like you said it and it's like, it's almost like just a light bulb goes off. Right. So it's the thing. And a lot of times it's the thing that you're putting off. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, I think that's your first clue because I really believe that procrastination kind of is resistance in a, you know, in just a different word for it. Yeah. And resistance to me is like, you know what you want to do and you're setting out to do it and you bump up against all kinds of issues that stand in the way. Like I don't have the URL. I don't have the equipment. I don't, you know, who, what am I even selling? I am not clear this, you know, and then it's also like real physical challenges pop up. Like I flat tire on the way to go, you know, speak at an event or my husband all of a sudden like wants to go out to lunch with me right when I'm about to like record this Facebook live that I've been resisting (laughs) these that are like, Oh my God, it's so easy and tempting to just be like, no, that it seems very real that I have to do that other thing. But you have to like keep, so what I teach is like lean into it. So when you notice the resisting resistance popping up, it's like ding, 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 ding. That is your thing. Go, go and like run towards it. Even though it's scary. And that's why we kind of break it down and make it like less scary, but you still have to move through it. And that's the other part that I teach is that it's, I I like to say, because we all say like, it's just too hard or I can't do it. I just, you know, I'm writing a book proposal right now. So like, this is top of mind for me. It's just too hard to sit down and finish this last chapter of the book proposal. And I like to reframe it to being like, just it's uncomfortable. I can move through the discomfort and I, you know, I can do this. I can do hard things. It's like, it's a feeling and it's going to pass and it will be over. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I play that game in my head, uh, the 24 hour game. Like if I have something scary coming up, like a job interview or a big presentation at work, I'm always like, okay, 24 hours from now, you will be like, you know, this will be, you wouldn't even be thinking about this anymore. So like, just go in there and knock it out. This is what you're made to do. Oh, I love that. But um, I, what you said in there was so funny. Like when the resistant pops up and it will, and I have a funny story about that with the podcast that's the that's the magic because that's your thing and it's like the thing that you need the most it's going to cause you the most discomfort because it's all about that up leveling and getting out of your comfort zone and you know we've talked about this a lot being comfortable with being uncomfortable and sometimes I'm just like I just want to be comfortable (laughs) I know yeah well one thing I like to also do is like after you do the thing whether it's you know like your first podcast episode or whatever it is like noticing the feeling on the other side of it too and really celebrating that because I think when you can remember that feeling it's like you want to get there again and you're going to move through the discomfort to get there yes it's like working out like you know that you don't want to work out right now (laughs) it's exactly like 
like working out. I, that's the only reason, like, it's just, I want that feeling on the other side. side. Yeah. Yep, exactly. It's funny. So my resistant story with the podcast is I can't remember when it was. I don't think it's necessarily the first episode, but it was like a couple episodes in and I swear I was like developing a stutter and I've never had a speech issue like as a kid or anything like that. And like all of a sudden I could not talk like I was like stuttering like literal, not like just fumbling over my words. I mean, like a literal stutter. And I was like, are you kidding me right now? <laughs> like, What is happening? Yeah. And that's like, a perfect example. It's like, it's like we almost manifest these things. Yes. Like, yes. Yeah. And okay. it happens with like physical. I was telling my husband this yesterday. He doesn't believe me, but I like literally have a stomach ache from re- this writing. Like I feel like I'm birthing something. I don't know. And I think we like create physical symptoms. I don't even know if that's true, but that's the way I feel. Oh, 100%. Like I've lost my voice twice in my whole life. And one of them was in high school. I can't even remember why. I just remember not having my voice. And the other time was in January of this year. And I know it just had to be because I was traveling a lot and I was trying to keep up with the podcast and it was so much going on. And mind you, this is before any of the things changed, but, um, and I lost my voice and it was so wild. I was like, I've only lost my voice twice in my whole life. And of course, one of those times is why I have a podcast that doesn't even make sense. Wow. Yeah. So, I mean, there's also something about like, okay, listening to your body and like, what does it need? And just, yeah. Moving through that. Yeah. 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 Slowing down a little bit. Um, yeah, that's really powerful. And then, and then like, it might be with me, at least it's like, I might be pushing too hard. So yeah. like, taking, taking a step back and like not expecting so much, not pushing, like getting help, whether that be like with family stuff, home stuff, you know, work stuff, delegating more. I mean, I see this with a lot of my clients, like just get leaning on other people when you need to mm-hmm. is hard, but really powerful. And do you think um, another piece of this productivity, and I I notice this in myself a lot, is I actually will get a lot of things done. And I think this is part of the grace part. What I never, I don't celebrate my accomplishments. Oh my gosh. Yes. I mean, I don't know why that is, but some of us, yeah, don't have a tendency to celebrate. But when you can, there's power in that. Like really practicing celebrating regularly even the tiniest, smallest of wins, because it like compounds and builds this momentum. So celebrate as much as you can, like even the smallest of things. Yeah, I completely agree. And you probably don't remember this, but you gave me some amazing, amazing advice. I was like, after I launched a podcast, I was probably like a month in, maybe two months in, and we were on a coaching call and you said, well, instead of your to-do list, I want you to make a to-da list on all the things you've accomplished, like working full-time, being a mom and starting a podcast. And I was like, oh my God, that's the genius thing I've ever heard. <laughs> yes, yes, I'm a big believer in the to-da list and going back and like reading it sometimes yes. to get a little boost of, yeah, yeah. So that is the celebration thing. And I challenge you to do that now too, like to-da list with quarantine. What all have you gotten? I'm going to do it too. I need to do one. Yes, I need Our to do quarantine one. to-da list. We'll have to post them on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs>